Hello, I'm Ben, and this is my podcast where I share interviews, tips, and ideas to help you build a better marketing strategy. In this episode, I'd like to share an extract from my Marketing Boost webinar, where I show a technique to better understand how you can marry up what you offer with your customers' needs. Hope you enjoy it. If you can understand who your best customers are and why they buy from you, you can then build this knowledge into your marketing so you can attract more customers like them. Because really, when it comes to um, selling a product to people, we don't want to sell our product or service to anyone. We want to sell it to the people who are going to pay well, the people who are not going to complain as much um, because they love what you do. You're going to sell it to people who really want to be your customer and then will advocate that to other people. They will become your ambassadors and we'll be talking about that later. So who is your ideal customer? Well, um, here's mine. Here's Alex. Here's Alex Kopok. He's from uh, Communion Architects based in Hereford. He's my ideal customer. He happens to be one of my first, but actually still working with him now. We get on really well. Um, in fact, I love working with Alex and I hope he feels the same. What you want to do if you've done nothing else is to really think about who your ideal customer is. Someone you either really enjoy working with, maybe you work closely with, with your customers. So think about the ones you enjoy working with. Uh, think about the people who leave uh, good testimonials or maybe uh, say nice things about you on social media. Um, if it's relevant, people who pay on time. If you issue invoices and you're having to continually chase those debts, you don't really want more customers like that. You want the best customers. So the way I look at this is to think about describing your ideal customer in five words. Now, here's Alex. I call him a passionate professional Mac user who's 40. Um, now, what do I mean by this? Well, Alex is passionate about what he does. He's an architect. He loves doing architecture and, and helping people, I guess, overcome problems and challenges in their houses so they can use them more effectively. He loves doing that. He truly does. And I've experienced on the other end. We work with Alex on our house when we put an extension in. And I know that passion comes across. And that's important for me. As someone in marketing, it's very difficult to sell a product or service where there's no passion, where people don't truly believe in it. And it doesn't matter what you're selling, whether it's heating oil or you're selling a service like Alex. If you are passionate about helping your customers, that will come across and that will make marketing easier. So for me, I want to look for people like that. He's a professional. He understands the value of uh, his own time and why he might need to delegate that out to someone else. He understands that he is better working for the client on their um, house, drawing up plans, going to meet them, that's his job, than he is spending time on his website or writing copy or putting graphics together or even posting um, all of his social media. So he values his time and he values other people's times. He's a professional. He uses a Mac and just like me, I use a Mac. And the reason I put that is it makes it a lot easier for me to work with people if they also use Apple computers. And only because any of the tools or know-how I gain from using an Apple, I can pass on to him much more easily. It really doesn't mean that I, I don't like working with people who use Windows computers. That makes no difference to me. It's just a lot easier. So if I'm looking for people like that, um, then if they use a Mac, it just makes my life a lot easier. And that may come across in some of the screen shares I use um, or, or tools I'm recommending. But I don't worry about appealing to everyone. I'm just appealing to people who have Macs. 
and 40. Um, I think I came up with these five words um, probably when I was just before 40 or around 40, a little bit older now, but it really doesn't matter. I just want someone who's around my age or older. And the reason that works is that people who tend to be older value their time more than their money. And so they're willing to sort of delegate out jobs. They, um, they, they don't want to do anymore or they think they feel people are better at doing. Um, and sometimes that just comes with age that you start to realize that. It's not to say that I don't work with young people. I do. Actually, a lot of the businesses I work with, uh, they might have marketing teams with people who are definitely younger than me in there. And it's great. Uh, really work well with them. But in terms of the individual customers that I work with, the smaller companies, then around 40 is uh, sort of works to be my best customer. And that, that's all I'm saying here is that Alex is one of my best customers and I want more Alexes. So I'm going to find more of them. So that's the place to start first. If you've done nothing else, just think about your best customer. The next is to think about product fit. And this is re really when you can start tying in what you can help your customer with um, uh, and how your product works. So basically all it is, is just thinking about your customer. What do they want to do? What are they trying to achieve? And then looking at how your product fits in with that. And simply speaking, you can just draw out a bit of paper. On one side, you write down customer goal. On the other, product benefit. And all you need to do is just list underneath the goals the customer wants to achieve. And they could be long-term goals or short goals. They could be large or small. It doesn't matter. Um, it just is what you know they want to achieve and then how your product helps them achieve that. Now, here's a simple example. Actually, in the full Marketing Boost workshop, I go through a lot of other um, case studies, including our company. But this just gives you a simple example. So let's say customer wants to lose weight. Um, they want to feel healthier and they want to meet new friends. Now, it might be, you might say, well, how's meet new friends linked with uh, feel healthy and lose weight? You can see how losing weight, feel healthier, very much tied, but meet new friends. Often customers may have multiple goals and they may not even line them up together. But if your product can help um, tick many boxes or line up multiple goals together and solve those problems all in one, it just brings more value to what you're providing. So let's have a look at this. Lose weight. Perhaps your product could provide a simple diet plan. So it could be that over the next series of weeks, you're going to give them some some structure, some guidance. And then once they've got that, they can continue on that diet um, into the future, um, slowly losing weight, then maintaining a good, healthy weight um, into the future. I mean, I certainly believe that diets aren't uh, shouldn't be a fad, shouldn't be something you do quickly. It's something you take on board and start doing long term. So if they want to lose weight, you can help them do that. And then you can help them maintain a healthy weight over time. So that's a customer's goal. They want to feel healthier. Now, it might be by losing weight, they start to feel healthier. But often exercise is a really good way of feeling great um, or relieving stress to some degree as well. Um, so it could be that you could put an exercise plan in place and say, um, look, I know how hard it is to think about um, whether you should be going for a run, lifting weights, doing push-ups, whatever it might be. And actually that thinking process is what stops a lot of people doing exercise. But maybe if we put together a simple plan of stuff you can do each day for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, then that will start making them feel a little bit healthier. They'll feel good about themselves and it gives them something to focus on. 
uh, and it may be that their exercise will grow over time uh, and you could have maybe extended plans you could offer them or maybe even online videos that they could follow as well. Um, the customer's goal for meet new friends. Well, this uh, this is, I think, everyone wants to connect with others. Some people like to have large social groups, some much smaller, maybe just their family. But every, often people do want to meet, meet new connections and make friends or at least um, acquaintances. Well, it could be that you could have group meetups. Now, in times of the lockdown at the moment, that's not necessarily um, going to work. But you could have online communities where people can still sort of feel they are part of something bigger than just themselves. Um, I find this in our local uh, kickboxing group. The I could do kickboxing at home, but it requires motivation to do that. But if there's a club, and we do it both online and in person, if there's a club, you get motivation from everyone else who's there. So you don't want to be the person who's dropping out that week and missing out on what happens. So actually, having a group meetup can be a way of bringing people closer to your community and becoming ambassadors for what you do and that they want to share it. And this could work for um, a product as much as a service or something like kickboxing. So all I'm saying to do is look at what your customer wants to achieve, whether short term or long term, and how your product helps them do that. If you found this podcast interesting, then you might like my marketing club. You can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every single month, along with previous webinar videos. I think I've got 26 at the moment. There's even a podcast version you can listen to while you walk the dog. Find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club. Bye.